Sisterhood Podcast. We are your hosts, Maddie and Kate, and we are here to chat about all things motherhood, faith-infused entrepreneurship, and lots of real life. We want you to leave feeling loved, encouraged, and a whole bunch of excitement for where the Lord has you right in this moment. We are so glad you are here. So grab your coffee, matcha, tea, whatever makes you happy, and let's hang out and indulge in some joyful conversations. What's up, friends? We are back. We are. We have an exciting episode that we get to talk about today. Yes. I am pumped because this is something that I struggle with all the time. So, have you ever played the comparison game? If so, today we are inviting you in on a conversation where we get real and raw and talk all about comparison in motherhood. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to describe some times in this motherhood journey that we have compared ourselves or our babies um, to other mamas and other babies and just how to speak to ourselves when we're in the thick of it. So we hope that you leave this conversation feeling so encouraged with the motherhood journey that you're on. Yes, for sure. We are so excited and we're basically just going to dive in because in this social media driven world, mm-hmm. we all know like social media is a huge culprit of comparison. And we also know that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And we do not like comparing ourselves. We mm-hmm. don't like comparing ourselves, not only as moms, but just in general to other people. And we are very guilty of doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's so easy because with TikTok and Instagram and even Facebook for the OGs out there, <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's so easy to just yeah. scroll and scroll and scroll and see this person's body or this person's baby or this person's house and compare ourselves. And so we have to remember that social media is a highlight reel. Like, For the most part, when you get on social media, the people that you are following are showing the highlights of their life. Yes, there are people out there who are very real with you, but even like some of the deepest things that we go through, like we don't post those on social media. We want to post on social media because we're happy and because it's exciting and because we want to share our news or our experiences with the world and Mm -hmm. because it's something that like we can revel in and just be excited about. And so... It's so hard, though, to remember as moms or as friends or whoever that other people only post their exciting things, too, and that they are probably walking in a season behind Instagram or behind the camera or behind whatever that we we don't even get to see. And it could be sad or lonely or whatever. And we just like, we don't know it, but yet we have a habit of looking at people's highlight reel and being like, dang, like their life or their insert thing that you're comparing is better than mine. So, oh yeah, there, (laughs) there's been times where seeing it from the other side where when I go through something hard or I'm struggling with anxiety or sadness or loneliness, my first thought is to not be like, oh, let me go post this on Instagram, like yeah, Instagram story. I'm lonely sure. today. Yeah. No, that's not my first thought. My first thought is probably to be by myself. You yep. know, it's not or to, to cry. Run. Yeah. <laughs> to cry. Exactly. Not to run to social media. And so like Caitlin said, 
social media is a highlight reel of someone's life. There are people on there that do share hard things, but I guarantee you they're not sharing that hard thing that second it's happening. Yeah. They've had time to process and want to share it. And so I saw this thing the other day, actually, kind of cool we're talking about this, where a friend sent this to me and it was a picture of this typical house, like a typical living room. Yep. And it was just a couch and four walls and like it wasn't beautifully decorated. Yep. It was literally just a couch, four walls and some toys on the ground. And it was it said something like this might have been your dream until you got on Instagram or until you got on Pinterest and oh, saw like yeah. wow <laughs> until it's like you all you dreamed was to have a baby playing on the floor with toys and a couch that you can like hang out with that baby or just be comfy in your home and have a home, those four walls, but yeah. you got on social media and you saw this neutral thrown up house where you're like, I need that. Yep. And I also, that my house isn't good enough or you get on Pinterest and then you start all these ideas and then you buy all these things and you go into debt and then it causes all these other <laughs> issues and you're like, but what made it go from what I had to what I have now? And it's like, what made it not good enough, you know? Yeah, exactly. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. For real, knife <laughs> to the heart. I know. <laughs> well, humility. Um, but that's so true. Like, you see all these perfect things. And I know there were times when I was pregnant and I would be like, like, for instance, designing Keegan's nursery. I remember being like, if it don't look like this, it ain't good. Okay. Like, if it, if it doesn't look like what my image in my head of, Pinterest thrown up nursery, then it's not good enough for him. I'm remembering back to when you literally bought two rugs in one day for (laughs) Keegan's nursery. And you were like, you were like, okay, I bought this one because I found it. But then I went to this other place and I found this one. And then you laid them both down in his nursery. And you were like, um, I think I like this one better. It's the aesthetic. Like (laughs) it's the better aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That is so true. Like, or I saw a mom like share on her Instagram a story of like her um picture of her baby like announcement picture or whatever and I was like if I don't have that like <laughs> I ain't gonna like it you know but like what made it change to where just taking your normal picture wasn't good enough for me yeah you know? for real and the reason I go back to it it's not out of jealousy it's out of I've seen I've programmed my mind to see these perfect lives on social yep. media to where I feel like Shoot, I need that. And if it don't look like that, if my mirrors don't look like that, if my house doesn't look like that, then I'm failing and mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied. And so uh, I could talk about this all day long because I have seen so many instances. And it's funny because right before we started recording this, I was like, I really don't know how many instances I've actually like compared myself. But now looking at it, I feel like there are so many because there's so many instances where I believed that's what I was like in in that moment wasn't good enough. And the yeah. only reason I felt like it wasn't good enough, I mean, I wouldn't admit it, but the reason was I had programmed my mind to believe it wasn't good enough because what I had seen on social media, Pinterest, 
all TikTok, like Caitlin said, oh Lord, TikTok will get you, make you feel real. All those little girls dancing around, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, I wish I could dance like that. <laughs> or oh, she's so cute and young, and wow, I like. Mm-hmm. And they're normally in high school, and you're like, yeah, comparing yourself as a 25 year old, it's like, okay, I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, I need to stop. <laughs> Why am I getting like that? Yeah, for sure. And there's also, I don't know, we can like go on and on about this, but. You understand what we're talking about. And we can describe some instances where maybe we have sat in that like comparison game. And <laughs> I can start. If you saw my Google search, Lord <laughs> Jesus. I, actually, last night I went on Google and I deleted a bunch of my search history because I was like, this is toxic. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, and I mean, it's everything. Like, okay, I'm about to really expose myself. But here we go. <laughs> Um, here's my Google history. Okay. So my kid, let's see. He started crawling at like, what, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah. Something like that. So around him turning eight months old. Okay. Here we go. This is my Google history. When, (laughs) when should baby start crawling? That wasn't good enough for me. So then I had to go to baby isn't crawling by seven months. (laughs) Is something wrong with him? Okay. Go to another level. Does baby have problems because not crawling by this point? Okay, my baby started crawling by eight months, but he's not crawling on his hands and knees. So then that leads to a whole another <laughs> Google search. So um, Googling uh, when should baby crawl on hands and knees? If baby doesn't crawl on hands and knees, is that going to be problems in the future? Like all these things. <laughs> and the reason I Google this stuff is because I see stuff on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, that mom's baby crawled it freaking four months old like what (laughs) and I see this stuff and I'm like oh my gosh something's wrong or like something's wrong with me like I'm not being intentional enough with him to teach him these things and then I start feeling guilty and bad about myself and there oh yeah just google and following that rabbit trail of what also the information that it gives you and like I'm speaking to the choir. You shouldn't believe what you see on Google. Like, oh, for real. <laughs> it's going to tell you not. there's something seriously wrong every single time. So just don't run to Google. I know. Yeah, for sure. I've Googled a lot of things. But also another thing that I feel like is so prevalent um, that you hear these days is like there's like one way to do things as a one yeah. way to do things as a mom. Mm-hmm. And I think. I don't know. I think it's gotten a little better because I feel like there are more people speaking out mm-hmm. on I agree. from all different angles. But specifically, like I've heard of people saying to other people like this is all like hearsay. But like I've heard of people saying like breastfed is best. And like I personally know someone who was one time, I think, in the store and they were like buying breast or not buying breast milk, obviously <laughs> buying a formula. And someone looked at her and was like, breast is best. And I don't even remember who that was. Who told that I'm story? Sorry. I know. And <laughs> what? I, like if someone said that to me, I'm sorry, but she would be walking out crying <laughs> because she would either get punched or <laughs> y'all. I, I cannot people's audacity. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, um, there is, there's so many things that like you can compare when it comes to being a mom, like not just like your baby, like Maddie was saying, but also like the way that you do things and the way that like, for instance, like if you don't breastfeed, if you formula feed instead, I know that that's one thing that like I felt so guilty not continuing to pump at the very beginning mm-hmm. of um, 
motherhood because I um, tried to breastfeed. It didn't work out for us. And I was pumping. And at three weeks, I have like hit my breaking point because just a shout out. If you're a Preach. mom and you pump like that, honey, if you exclusively pump, you are walking on water basically <laughs> because yeah. it was, it was a lot and it was just exhausting. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. But I remember feeling so guilty and feeling like everyone was going to judge me because I wasn't breastfeeding or I wasn't giving him breast milk. And so many people have the audacity to ask, are you breastfeeding or whatever? And like, I don't know mm-hmm. why some people have to like ask that when they're not mm-hmm. close to you or mm-hmm. I mean, in general is really none of their business, but there's <laughs> so many things that like people have these expectations in their head and you feel like there's only one way to do something. And then you feel so guilty. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like there are so many different ways to be a parent, to be a mom, and you don't have to do it one specific way. And I know it's really hard to walk that though, because I personally, I formula feed and also I had a C-section and I know that like, that's been something in the past is like, I think I've seen posts where people have heard other people say something like you didn't really birth a child if you had a C-section, which once again, oh yes, I did, honey. I was in a lot of pain for a long time. Don't tell me I didn't. And so anyways, there's just a lot of like different avenues that comparison comes from. It's not just social media. I mean, it's a lot of it is just like expectation from the people around you and yeah, culture for sure. Yeah. They're I'm actually walking in this right now. And I had this conversation last week with Sean. I think it was last week. Basically, like, uh, okay, Keegan's kind of weaning himself. I do breastfeed. So Caitlin and I have two very different journeys, which is really yes. cool because we get to talk about both sides to this. Um, but Keegan's kind of weaning himself. And there's been this expectation and culture around, like, I'm all he needs for the like his life. Like when he's born, like Caitlin said, there's so many people that said breast is best. I mean, you go to the freaking doctor and there's signs on the walls. Like, oh yeah. The why you should breastfeed and like why you should not formula feed. Like there's so many like things where you're just like, oh dang, <laughs> kind of sucking, you know? And yep. like, but also from my perspective, I was breastfeeding. So obviously like that stuff didn't really like like hurt me in a way but now I've programmed my mind so much where I'm like I was all he needed and I for his life up until eight months and I breastfed this long and I had this goal of like a year and I'm like oh my gosh is he gonna make it to a year am I even making enough like producing enough for him but like I've programmed my mind personally to be I have to be, I have to make it a year. And if I don't, I'm failing. Yeah. And like, I'm comparing my breastfeeding journey to other moms and how they're just like, so successful at it. And I'm like, he's weaning himself. And like, I feel so less than right now. And I've cried about it so much over the last few weeks, but just having to understand that every single journey is different. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's just because sin lives in the world and it's so easy for us to compare, but also the culture we live in is a comparison culture. Oh, and, and cancel culture. Yeah, exactly. We'll preach. We could go off that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just like living in that and knowing like, why do we do it? And there's so many times where I'm like, why am I crying about this? Like, I know formula is not bad. I know if I were to have to supplement with formula, 
right now because I can't, like, my body's not going to produce enough for him. Like, why am I upset? But yep. it's because of the culture and how I've programmed my mind and the comparison of like, oh, well, I have breastfed for almost nine months. Yeah. Like, why can't I make it to 12 months, you know? But mm-hmm. I've, I don't know. That's just like what I'm dealing with right now. And like that whole comparison thing with I am breastfeeding, but yeah. struggling with how other moms are like killing it. And I'm like, please don't wait yourself, Keegan, until a year because I want to meet the goal and check it off the list. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, motherhood journeys they all look different and that's Mm -hmm. something that we that's something that I've just had to come to terms with over Mm. the last few months and even I know like I have a baby that is too much younger than Keegan Mm. and I think me and Maddie do a really good job of like we don't compare our babies or anything Mm -hmm. but like there are things that like at six months Keegan was doing and like if Beckett Beckett isn't doing those I'm like oh like, is he behind? Because Keegan did it. And like, that's his best friend. So like, he has to do it at the same time. Yeah. But anyways, there's just like a lot of comparison. And we honestly can't even speak to comparison past like the baby stage. Like we haven't yeah. been through having toddlers or tantrums or even like school age children, like the different things that you probably compare yourself as a mother yeah. that you like go through in every stage. Like we can't even speak to that. But We just know that there are so many different instances and we have tried to like kind of get into this, get into the headspace where we're not comparing ourselves and where we can kind of like take those thoughts captive and Mm -hmm. like do something with them that encourages us. And so there are like some different ways that we just want to kind of give you and explain that we basically just have to like remember in order Mm -hmm. not to compare ourselves and to feel confident in what we are doing. And so one thing that we like to do is just have affirmations. Um, There are so many different things. I know Maddie has affirmation cards Mm -hmm. and I love that. And I, I mean, I believe in affirmations from a biblical, biblical perspective, obviously, but I, just knowing like that you have affirmation cards or even an app or like if you write down affirmations every month, like I personally do in my planner, like being able to go to those and remember I am a good mom. I know what's best for Beckett. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not bad if I formula feed. I Mm -hmm. like just so many affirmations to remember that are just the straight up truth. Oh yeah. And They are so helpful to see whether you um, put them in your Bible or you stick them on your mirror or put them like on your dash in your car. Yep. Something where you can just see them um, is super helpful because it's not always where I'm just sitting at the house comparing, you know, Keegan or comparing myself. Like it's not like that. Um, But there are times where, you know, like I said, sin lives in the world and Satan knows how to get to us. And when he does, knowing who we are in the Lord and knowing like what the Lord says about us and having it written down so we can see it um, just can help us like pull out of that just season or that feeling of comparing. Um, So for sure, write down affirmations. Um, I am a big believer in the affirmation cards for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I already said it, but know who we are in the Lord, because when you are feeling just sad or like, is something wrong with my baby or something wrong with me as a mom or, um, 
something wrong with my, or like, why is my house not good enough or whatever. You can say like, the Lord doesn't care about that stuff. Like the Lord longs for a relationship with me and longs for the condition of my heart. You know, he's not out here like, Oh, do you have a neutral house? Like, do you have pompous grass exploding out of your living room? Like, no, he doesn't care. And he doesn't care if you formula feed, breastfeed, whatever. Like, he, those things are nothing to him. All he cares about is the posture of your heart, the condition of your heart in, sure. in those times of comparison. Oh, yeah, definitely. No. And it's so important to remember every baby, every child, mm-hmm. every teenager is different. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you just think about it, think about how different you are from every friend you have or every person, you know, like just think about like how unique and different you are. That's your child. Your child is going to be unique and different and they're Mm going to have talents and gifts that other babies don't have. And then they might not have some of the talents and gifts that another baby Mm -hmm. has. And it's just so important to remember that like, Every journey is different and babies and, you know, on up toddlers, mm-hmm. you know, when they get big, I try not to think about those times. No, I, I don't want my baby to stay. <laughs> I want my baby to stay a baby forever. <laughs> but as they grow, um, they're all going to do different things at different times, learn different things at different times. And that's okay. Like if they're learning something later than another child that, you know, it's not failure. It's just Mm-mm. their journey and their result. And yeah. I learned, I listened to, it was a book or something the other day. And it literally said, you have to stop believing that like failure is an option at the end of the day. Like a result is just a result and you can get up and try again or like try mm-hmm. something new or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I think it's important to remember like your child is never, they're not failing. They're just producing a result and mm-hmm. like you have to take those results and do something with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really important to remember. Just every baby's different. Every journey is different and yeah. that's okay. For sure. And um, I think it also goes back to the culture of like, we think that they have to hit these milestones at the yeah. exact time. And if they don't, we're like, oh my gosh, they're failing or we're failing or like, what are we not doing? Are we not being intentional enough like to teach them and all the things, but it's, you have to break away from stressing about milestones, stressing about how you are as a mom and just realize like Caitlin said, every single baby is different and every journey is going to be different yep. and accept that and, you know, be excited about that. Yeah. That Beckett might do things at an earlier time than Keegan or vice versa and, that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. You know, because they're different <laughs> babies. We don't want them to be identical. You know, it would be a really boring world if we all were cookie cutter book, textbook, like identical. That would not yeah. be fun. And that's not how the Lord intends it. Um, and then instead of looking at the negatives or things that we wish we could change, focus on the positive things. Um, positivity. Yes. <laughs> Spread the positivity. <laughs> um so with that said, um, thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you so much. We are so thankful that you're here. We, um, we just, we love you. If you're a mom out there, we love the heck out of you. And we want you to know that we're proud of you and wherever you are in your journey, wherever your child is in their journey, you're doing a great job and that's amazing. And we're so proud of you and we believe in you. We believe in your babies, your teenagers, your toddlers, whatever, we're just so proud of you and we're thankful that you're here and we're glad that we can like walk this motherhood journey with you. Like we're just so thankful and 
Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. We launch new episodes every Wednesday. So stick around. Come back next week because we have lots more fun stuff to talk about. But we love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye. We had so much fun getting to hang out with you today, and we hope that you're feeling encouraged, loved, and full of purpose. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, we would absolutely love it if you would write us a review so that we can hear how we encouraged you. And if you haven't subscribed, go do that right now. Also, you can join the sisterhood by finding us on Instagram at The Refined Sisterhood. Okay, friend, we hope you have the best week, and we will see you in the next episode.